I was gonna wear that. Oh, you was gonna wear a sweater? Come on, man. How you doing? It actually matches with your chair. I should be sitting over there. You wanna sit up here? Nah, nah. Contrast. I mean, I gotta say, the way your head, that brilliant head of yours, is framed. Look behind you, Club Random, VIP Lounge. (laughs) Best friends only. You see what it says? Drink what you like, say what you want. Okay. You're in VIP. I'm here. Bottle service only. And I hear you're blowing up. Speaking of blowing up, (laughs) (laughs) get the slap. Oh, man. Okay. You know, I'm just going to, you know. Yes. How I feel about it, I looked at the footage like several times. Did he deserve that smack? It depends. It depends, you know? like I I don't think it depends. I don't know. It depends. Because, like, did he know um, know Jada had alopecia? Alopecia. You know what? It's so funny. Uh, I went to the Vanity Fair party after the Oscars. I didn't go to the Oscars. (laughs) <laughs> the award shows always suck. The parties. Yo. You know, if you can skip the award show, you're so fucking ahead of the game. Mm. So at the party, of course, everybody's talking about this. And I, first of all, had no idea she had alopecia. Oh, my God. Uh, and then, but I heard the word, and I've heard it before, but I never really thought about it, and I couldn't quite put it in my head. I may have had a clove cigarette or two. Right. Uh, like, I couldn't quite put it put it together what it was, but it sounds like a disease. Well, it is. It's because um, that's when you start balding. Like it's I remember not- the first time I ever heard of alopecia was um, alopecia was when I was watching American Ninja Warrior. You ever see that show? Like. What do you do to, um... It sounds like a character in a Wayne's movie. Alopecia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> right. That's fucked up. <laughs> That's fucked up. But, um... Yo, the first time I ever heard of that, it was like this dude... I think his name was Kevin Bull. He was a um, guy from American Ninja Warrior, and he had alopecia. He was just bald. But the guy was ripped. He looked like One Punch Man or some shit. Okay. First of all, we just... Do you have a drink? Oh, yeah, I mean, I had soda, but I'm good with water. Water? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not, I never push drugs on anyone. Not too big of a drinker, man. That's fantastic. Seriously, I'm tell, as an Irishman who was for too long way too big of a drinker, never a drunk. Mm-hmm. I've been drunk, but not a drunk. Right. Very There's important. a difference. There's oh, a huge difference. Very big difference. I mean, at a young, I mean. But if you cannot drink and still have a good time, you're way ahead of the game because there's nothing worse for you than liquor. It's it's sugar and yeast. It's everything bad for your body. Um, you know, you you have that look about you of someone who's very focused and in control and doesn't like need diversions or bells or whistles or even drugs. Nah, because you gotta understand. Like I've been doing this for like mad long, like doing music for mad long. So I, I did the acid. I did the shrooms and stuff. Never played with my nose. Never did right. any needles. I never, none of that shit. I did right. the edibles, and as soon as I did edibles, I was like, never again. Like, fuck that. Yeah, <laughs> you know I, I can't. I used to do it. I can't do it anymore. Cannot. It do makes it. me paranoid, and it lasts too long without a ability to stop it. Mm. You know, once you're you're on you're on for this ride, and sometimes the ticket says six hours, and it's like, oh Jesus, are we ever going to get to Brussels? And you just have to fucking eat it and be high longer than you want to be high. And there's nothing worse, ladies and gentlemen, than being high. <laughs> if I could do a public service announcement for only being high as long as you want to be high, I oh would. Oh, my God. Because when you're high and you don't want to be high, it's a terrible low. Anyway, could I just go back to alopecia? Yeah, we could go back because to Because, again, this is what happened. I was like, somebody told me, Uh, But did you know she had alopecia? And my first reaction, because again, I didn't quite remember what alopecia was, was, oh, well, that changes everything. And then later on, they talked about it, and I realized, oh, wait, yes, I have heard that word. When guy, the asshole for the hair club for men Mm. is doing a commercial, and he wants to sound like a scientist. So he talks about alopecia, and it's just fucking, we all lose our hair. I have it too. Ah! Oh my God. Everybody but fucking the, has it. But it's the fact that it's, this, this is where I feel like, all right, it's the alopecia. Chris Rock probably didn't know. I mean, I was just literally talking to somebody like, 
I ain't gonna, like, they say she revealed that she had alopecia on the Red Table Talk. I don't know how true that is. I don't watch Red Table Talk. It is true. It's true. Okay. Huh, absolutely. So, I don't watch Red Table Talk at all. So, I probably wouldn't know that until that smack. You get what I'm saying? Yes. So, and I'm pretty sure Chris Rock didn't know that because I don't picture Chris Rock as somebody that's going to be like, oh, I'm going to watch Red Table Talk. No, but we're still arguing two completely different points. You are arguing that it matters if he knew or did not know that she had alopecia. I am arguing it absolutely doesn't because it is nothing. It is losing your hair, which we are all doing. Yeah, but 80% it, of men. It did matter so, because Will Smith smacked the shit out this man. Well, that's, that's what made it matter. You know, it just would have been another joke swept under the rug. No, I'm sorry. That does not make alopecia matter. That makes his mental state matter. That's mm, what's relevant. Okay. But fucking alopecia is nothing. If this is where your bar is for getting sensitive, you're too fucking sensitive and you were raised wrong. It's nothing. It's losing your hair, which we're all doing. I don't have every hair I ever had. I wish I did. I've done everything I can to keep them. (laughs) And, you know, they also get different. Your hair gets different. They get finer, thinner. It's harder to you know, you just look at people, Harry Styles and people in their 20s. <laughs> I mean, I see my grandparents balding, so right. that, but it, I mean, it happens over time. But even if you have hair, it's not as in good a shape because it doesn't like sort of just stand up, Timothy Chalamet, all the, you know, the people in your early 20s, your hair just does crazy weird things and it looks good and it's just very full and wavy and, and you know, you can have hair later, but it's more... <laughs> It's just like the rest of you. So your it, main argument was it doesn't matter that she had alopecia or not. Correct. And that shouldn't have been a reason for Will Smith to smack Chris Rock. And it wasn't. I think it was, it, but I don't think the smack was specifically for Chris Rock. Like people trying to put all this stuff. You got to think about all this stuff before. For that smack, it was probably like years and years of years of just building up to that one moment. It's just all that frustration. Between the two of them? No, not between the two of them. It's just all this frustration because the internet was making fun of Will Smith after the August Alcina situation. You get what I'm saying? That's the woman. That's the woman who was with the entanglement. Like you remember when Jada was talking about the entanglement? When she was. And by the way, in those pictures, and with what's his name? August Alcina. Okay. So in those pictures, she's wearing a wig. She was wearing a wig? Well, unless the alopecia came up. I mean, the alopecia came up. I don't know. Up. I don't think that well, alopecia she has hair. Was, she has hair. She had hair back then. I think it's a wig. I mean, women wear wigs. And also, by the way, women also just go for that alopecia look, even when they don't have alopecia sometimes. That's it true. is a look. That's what it's I like thought. about the buzz cut. What happened? The buzz cut. You know, the low yes. boy. It's a look. It is a look. Right. A lot, okay. of people do, a lot of models do it. Right. So, Chris, I thought that. I didn't know about the tragedy of alopecia. Oh, my God. It's under psoriasis on things that are tragic about the human body. Are you kidding? The things that can go wrong? I just think that the whole thing leading up to that moment, we, I think the, the alopecia thing was the last straw. And then you got the whole Correct. internet talking about you, your wife, and just your family in general. Okay. And I'm pretty sure that is what broke Will. Now we are coming more closely to a meeting of the minds because what you're saying, I would sign on to that. You're saying this was, there was a tinderbox like there was before World War One. Stop me if you've heard this analogy. Oh, my God. And then when the Archduke Ferdinand is assassinated, it was itself not a big thing. I mean, you know, it was Serbia. It was not something that was on people's minds. But it set off this chain of events, and it just it had been building to this, and it just was the yeah, match. Yeah, it's just right there. Okay. So that smack wasn't for everybody. It wasn't for the alopecia. I'm pretty sure it was correct because people were talking about his wife for years. Well, the, I think there are many other things we're going to have to throw into this mix of why. Because let's look at the Zapruder film on this, okay? The joke is told, right? Mm-hmm. We cut to Will Smith laughing. That's true. Very important. But you also see Jada in there rolling her eyes. Ne- that's the next part of the film. Okay, you you that okay? Back and to the left, back and to the left. It's the magic bullet theory. Um, we are looking at him laughing. Then he sees his wife not laughing, making a face. 
And then he, that's when he changes, okay? This is kind of a recapitulation for me of what all of cancel culture is. Somebody tells a joke, everyone laughs at first. It's funny. And then it's like, oh, wait, I'm supposed to be offended. Hmm. I feel pressure to be offended because that's the kind of culture we live in. I mean, nowadays, it's like comedians probably going to be out of a job if it keeps going that way. Not this one. Mm -hmm. Not this one, bro. Because I think a lot of that stuff, it just like takes away like freedom of speech, you know? Exactly. Like you can't really say anything because it might hurt this person's feelings, which I do understand. But you know, you know, I've spent my life fighting this fight and winning. Okay. They did try to cancel me many times. ABC took me off the air. That sign is from the television show I did before the one I do now. Hmm. That was the show. It was called Politically Incorrect, and they still took me off the air for being politically incorrect, but I got back on. Because you're not PC. They took you off for not being PC. Of course, and I'm still not. And I'm just saying, freedom is not free. You have to fight for it every day, and I do, every week. You know, people, when they say to me, how was the show last night on Saturday? I'm like, well, if I haven't been canceled, it was great. Because every week they're coming for you. So uh, comedians are not going to be out of a job. But you are right. They are. We have to fight for our lives now. I mean, but it's not even just comedians. It's also rappers, too. Exactly. Musicians as well. Exactly. Because we could say something and next thing you know, he's insensitive and this, that and third. And I'm pretty sure like. When it comes down to that type of situation, like there are more serious situations than what I said. You know what I'm saying? It's not like I'm telling you to go kill a bunch of people. Right. You feel what I'm saying? It's not like I'm saying, right. oh, like, let's do genocide. Right. You, oh, the no. whole thing is no, like, don't. it hurt my feelings and you should never talk again. Exactly. Well, bitch, you probably hurt somebody's feelings and they don't want to talk to your ass again. <laughs> like, I'm just being real. Like, right. And you want something even realer? Like, you just said that. It was very funny. You said it exactly the right way. But if I said bitch in that same context, with that same joke, there would be a lot more of a backlash. Mm. You're allowed to say it a little more than I am. I say it as in, like, I don't do it to degrade women or none of that shit. I I call a man a bitch. No, I'm just saying, like, I remember back, like, 20 years ago when I was still, oh, my God, I can't believe I was doing it. But, yes, I was still going, like, to clubs, like, in the club. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you probably still do. No. No? Hell no. You don't ever go to the club? Fuck no. You're so much more mature than I I am. Dude, listen, I've been going to clubs since I was 16 performing, so I'm tired of clubs at this point. Okay. (laughs) See, I wish I had gotten tired of them at at, uh, such a young age, but I didn't. Anyway, I go in, and then, like, very often, again, this is way before pot was legal, okay? Mm. Um... And so smoking at a club was still kind of an outre thing to do. But like if a bunch of rappers were there, they would never bother them about doing it. Mm. You know, it was just like, well, that's their culture. And I would, and it, right, that was the attitude of the club. And I'd always be like, could I get the rapper treatment? <laughs> I, could I get her? <laughs> but now that's changing too, because like what is really like, Oh, that's what rappers do. I don't know. Whenever somebody, when a musician gets in trouble, it's like, oh, that's what rappers do. That's what rappers, you know what I'm saying, do. So is what you, like, take yeah. away the rap part, and what do you get? You just get the ER. Right. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> so what are you really trying to say? Is that your line? You know, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, what are you really trying to say? Whenever they put somebody, oh, this rapper went to jail. Right. Take away the rap part. And what do you get? That's is that your line? That's nope, a, that's not my line. Oh, it's I a just, great one, isn't it? I'm just like, hmm. That's a great one. It's like it's like this rapper. They never say this musician, this composer, this songwriter is going to jail. Whenever it's a urban artist or a black artist, it's more like, well, if they are a rapper, yeah, they're not going to say it about um, Charlie Pride. No, they're <laughs> not. Know, or, uh, if it's a rapper, they're going to be know, like this rapper. Right. It's like they well, use it as an attack sometimes, most times. Yeah, I mean, it also just narrows down who we're talking about. I mean, there is a, a, a subculture of rap. Wouldn't you not agree? I mean, isn't that whole the point? Whole point of hip hop hmm. is that it is a subculture that you 
desire and I'm glad you created it. Yeah, of uh, course. Okay, so like to but say they, that it's not necessarily use, an attack. I think sometimes they use it to demean you when you like get in trouble. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, sometimes, and sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. You know what I mean? You're right. I'm just saying. We're all very sensitive. Oh, back to the uh, Zapruder film. So, okay. okay. Is this the Alpish thing? <laughs> yeah, is this, yeah. is so, this the Jada Pinkett thing? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, he's, <laughs> uh, he's still, he hears the joke. He's laughing, sees the wife is upset. Uh, and, she, you know, she just made a face. It's a dirty look. It's, to me, one of the most anodyne, innocuous jokes I've ever heard. It's actually a, quite a compliment because, you know, he's comparing her especially if he didn't know about the tragedy of alopecia. He's comparing her to Demi Moore in G.I. Jane, mm. who was a hot, buff, but hairless, almost, woman. You know, right. that's the joke. Is that you? It's not like he's saying, you know, comparing her to somebody unattractive. It's almost be considered a compliment. I but, mean, but you got to think about it. The context of that joke, whenever we would see somebody bald, you know what I'm saying? A, a woman that's bald, she only gets a few comparisons. G.I. Jane or Sinead O'Connor. Like, she's, you're going to get those comparisons. Well, she got the good one. Uh, so here, here's, how, here's how it would have been very inappropriate. If she had that hair and that look because she had leukemia mm. as opposed to alopecia, then we'd be having a very different discussion. Yeah. That would be very wrong. Right. But alopecia, I cannot get upset about. The world has too many real problems for me to be worried about alopecia and the people who are offended by you making... I mean, but what, there's people that have alopecia that probably suffer insecurities and ridicule because they do not have hair or they are losing their hair. I think you know, with, with the Will Smith situation, I'm just... Putting out, yeah. just pointing out details in the yeah, film. Yeah, I get it. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you don't know what he got to go home to when it comes down to her and Jada's situation. So exactly on the money. That, and that's, it's so interesting. You know, right at this moment, there's a case, not a case yet, but it will probably be a case that's really important in Washington. Clarence Thomas. Currently, the lone African American on the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. but soon to be joined by this new justice that they're going to pass. But he's married. He's Republican, of course, and he's married to a crazy right winger. She was at the January sixth insurrection. The insurrection. Right? Yeah, she was texting all the time after the election before Trump left office. She was texting with his chief of staff to get him to fight the totally legitimate election in the crazy way he did. So people are saying, you sleep with a Supreme Court justice. You're in the same <clears throat> bed every night watching the Greg Gutfeld show. <clears throat> and of course, so listen to this. When they were voting in Washington whether to force Trump to release stuff relevant to the January 6th committee about how he tried to stop the election from going through, Eight Supreme Court justices said, yes, all that material should be released. One did not. Who do you think that one was? Clarence Thomas. Because he knew he couldn't come home to the wife who was actually at the insurrection. Right. And he's like crazy devoted to her. She's a crazy white woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. How's that? And they love to go camping in a big RV when he's not making stupid rulings on the Supreme Court. And just to relate it to Will Smith, this idea that husbands will do anything not to have the wife mad at them when they go home. That's the common thread here. And I think you hit right on it. He's got to go home. At some point, he's at home with Jada. Right. And she, if she's like, you didn't defend me. I, I looked over. You were laughing at that. It wasn't funny to me. So he just, he's at this very emotional moment, and I don't blame him for being emotional. Yeah. If you know me, you know that I am big on sleep. In fact, I'm asleep right now. 
You know what helps with sleep? A set of buttery soft sheets from Bowl and Branch, made with 100% organic cotton threads that get softer with every wash. It's the kind of quality you'll feel immediately. The quality somehow improves after washing, and the sheets look and feel like a good night's sleep. And they are the perfect gift for that special person who wants a lady in the streets and a well-rested freak in the sheets. Their sheets are made from organic cotton for a superior softness and a better night's sleep. Loved by millions of sleepers, they're so luxurious they've been used by three U.S. presidents. And if a president can sleep at night, they must be awesome. Bowl and Branch Signature Sheets come in 10 versatile colors in all sizes, from twin up to California king. Made without toxins, free from pesticides, formaldehyde, and other harsh chemicals. Ball and Branch Sheets fit the deepest of mattresses and are labeled with top and bottom tags, so making your bed is easier than ever. So your nanny will have extra energy to raise your kids. Best of all, Bowl and Branch gives you a 30-night risk-free guarantee with free shipping returns on all U.S. orders. Get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use promo code CLUB at BowlandBranch.com. B-O-L-L and Branch.com. Promo code CLUB. March is National Nutrition Month, and HelloFresh makes it easy to choose delicious, dietitian approved meals. Simply look for the Dietitian Win tag on their menu choices for meals under 700 calories and with one-third less sodium. With the cost of groceries going up and up and parking lot rage at all-time high, now is the perfect time to get started with HelloFresh. HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% less expensive than takeout. HelloFresh has 40 weekly recipes to choose from all meals for all occasions, lifestyles, and preferences. Delicious dinners are easy with HelloFresh's chef-crafted seasonal recipes that come with ingredients already pre-proportioned. So all you have to do is cook and enjoy. No matter your lifestyle or meal preferences, HelloFresh has recipes sure to please everyone at your table. HelloFresh knows you're busy. That's why they take care of the meal planning and prepping, freeing up extra time in your schedule. With pre-portioned ingredients, foolproof recipes, and convenient doorstep delivery, HelloFresh makes it easy to get dinner on the table. The delicious and healthy dishes at HelloFresh save time for my entire staff and makes cooking so easy and fast. I know because I heard the woman who cooks for me, tell the guy who cleans the kitchen. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Random60 and use code Random60 for 60% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash Random60 and use code Random60 for 60% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. She could, they could have just let that joke pass. We all probably would have forgot about it. We all would have forgot about it, but after that smack... He immortalized well, it. Well, yes. And again, I can't understand him being emotional for a number of reasons. First of all, it was only a few years ago that the hashtag was Oscar so white. Remember that? Oh, from who? From everyone. It was the biggest thing on the internet. Oscar so white. Man, I couldn't really? tell you. I couldn't even tell you, man. You missed that. Missed it all. Okay. Well, the a lot of people were very, uh, you know, the people, especially in the last five years who, you know, and some of this is genuine. I mean, I've always said the word woke, if it, if you're using it correctly to be just alert to injustice, yeah, I'm down with it. Right. It became an eye roll because people got upset about silly things. One of the things that they were very upset about, which turned out to be not really the most important battle to fight was Oscars were too white. But when you went through the cat the categories like, there were actually a lot of black nominees in the 21st century, not before that. Um, Will Smith himself, I think. Will once, I think, lost to Denzel. (laughs) (laughs) The other Denzel. I think it's just like a lot. When it comes down to like the Oscars, I mean, just looking over the years, there's a lot of things that they overlook. It's kind of like the Grammys. You know what I'm saying? Just for an example, Kendrick Lamar comes out with Good Kid, Mad City, right? Mm -hmm. He loses to Macklemore. Even though Good Kid, Mad City is way more influential than what Macklemore did, so in that sense, I could see okay. like back in, but you know what, back then where the bigger, excuse you know, me, but I've been nominated for forty Emmys and never won one. Now that's not because I do a worse show. Mm. 
as Madonna once said to Kanye West, don't go to an award show expecting justice. It's not about justice. It's about a lot of other things, but justice for what who's doing actually the best work by the standards of excellence that should matter, originality, courage, or whatever you're doing in your field. Um, in my case, actually being funny and edgy. I mean, you know, it's not about that, and it never will be. That's not what award shows are about. Mm -hmm. Is a popularity contest? It can be, but it's turned into a virtue signaling contest. That's what it is. Okay, now you have to explain that. Well, virtue signaling means, uh, you know, and again, this is where woke becomes an eye roll. When people just want to look like they care about things and and they're basically patting themselves on the back and saying, I'm a better person than you because I care very deeply that the Oscars are too white. And it's like, okay, they certainly have been in the past. They were getting better, probably were still too white. The point I was getting at was that I, I, I can see Will Smith and every African-American there being in an emotional state because for years, yes, it was too white and we were shut out. And now we look around at this Oscars and we fucking own the place, <laughs> you know? Right. They kind of own the place now. And that, I, I can understand. I think if I was black, I would be emotional about that. So I could see why Will and the, and the role he was playing. Like King you know? Richard? I didn't yeah. even see the movie yet. I have not seen it either, but I know the story. Yeah, Venus and Serena's father. Right, who was, you know, and what they had to endure. And so Will is, all these thoughts and emotions are going through. I, I do understand why he was in a, but <laughs> to have, well, what the hell has to do with alopecia? I have no idea. It I, was just a smack. That That's the, well, that, not, my main thing okay. was. The, but you can't smack people. You can't. I mean. And you certainly can't do it to Chris Rock. Sometimes you got to smack the shit out of people. But not him, not them. That, not for that. He was making fun of everybody in the crowd, which everybody was like, oh, man, you silly. Yes, that's that, what comedians do. And we don't exactly. get smacked for it. You get heckled sometimes, but not smacked. Not, you get heckled when you're young and you suck. <laughs> you don't get heckled when you're, after you know what you're doing and the crowd who's coming to see you are your fans. Your fans don't heckle you. Sometimes they yell out things, but it's supportive. They're just, they're just excited. That's right. not a heckle. A heckle is, you suck. <laughs> You're not funny. Fuck you. You know. Get off the stage. Get off. <laughs> it's like, where's the next guy? I Fuck mean, this guy. Did you have any uh, moments like that in the beginning? Heckling? Hell well, no. I mean, like hostility or, you know, people just sort of like indicating that you, they didn't think you were good enough yet. Um, shoot, that happened before I even hit the stage. It will always happen beforehand when people wouldn't believe that I was good at rapping. Because, you know, when you see somebody that doesn't look the part of a rapper, you know what I'm saying? You automatically assume they do something else or they're not like cool enough to rap. It's so weird. What do you mean? But it's you like don't, a stereotype. You don't look the part of a rapper? I mean, now I do, but back then I didn't. Why? Were we dressing like Urkel? <laughs> yes, I was dressing like Urkel. I was wearing suspenders. My pants was flooded. But what, but what? I had fucking glasses and a high top. I was like, <laughs> I mean, I can see them looking at me and saying, "Oh, this guy couldn't be a rapper." But why couldn't you be a rapper? No, it was because like most people wouldn't have to look. Once you don't have to look, and you like known for liking comic books and anime and cartoons and doing, okay. you know not having too much swag to you. You know what I'm saying? They automatically put you in a box like, nerd. Move. Nerd. Like, nerd. Well, nerd. you do not strike me as a nerd. Oh, were you nerd. A, when I'm you were a sure. kid, you were a nerd? I'm still am. What do you, you know what? Everyone throws that term around now. It's become kind of a humble brag. You know, models love to do that. I'm such a nerd. Oh, really? You know, I, no, I, no, I think, no, no, it was a nerd. Not in the academic sense. Oh, you sense. might be. <laughs> no, not in the academic sense, but just like my hobbies and what I like to do. You know, when you go to school and you got like, okay, you got the cool kids over here. You got the jocks over here. You got the thugs over here. And most of the time, they'd be people on a football team. They're the same people, you know? Uh -huh. So me, I was like cool with everybody, but my table was not the cool table. Like, you got skaters over here. Everybody know they skate. They skaters. do their thing. That's a yeah. whole subgroup. Yeah, everybody got different groups within school. It's you like know, prison. Kind of is. 
It is. If you right? look at it, we all got to wear uniforms. Right. When we leave school, somebody going to find there to pick us up. You have to ask if permission to, to go to the bathroom. <laughs> you got to ask permission to go to class. You get and fucked catch... up the ass at night. Oh, no. Nah, yeah, I don't oh, know no. about all that I shit. Know. Maybe I've gone too far. Yeah, you went too far on that uh, one. You okay. lost me, that's buddy. Not, that, that, you that's fucking a, that's lost a, That's me. a different high school. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what year did you graduate high school? 2013. 2013. All right. So we our, our classes missed each other briefly. <laughs> just by a couple of decades and where was decades. this huh and where was this um in miami love miami oh um what was just i don't know is the makeup artist stylist yeah she, she was just telling me about the um trip out there she was like everybody yeah. looks so hot and i was just like <laughs> that's, your, that's your white girl impression everybody looks so hot i mean oh my god like you know what i'm saying now is that really what we sound like then? no nah, there was one time i actually did do a white person voice my white person voice is like funny as fuck I see. to me at least i don't right. know about anybody right. else okay. and we're like ah you know just gotta go over there and uh <laughs> like, you know there's always like a little breath in, in yes. between it's like you know uh, yeah, I kind of sound nasally. Your white dude voice is not even a white dude voice. I'm exactly. just it's a regular voice. Let's look where we are. We're in Club Random. This is not the place for white people voices or <laughs> anything normal, right? Right. I mean, isn't it? Don't you like it here? I mean, it's cool. It's, I don't know about is, that dude over there, but it's that's cool. That's funny. I don't even know where I got that. I don't know. This is called Club Random because everything here is random. Is <laughs> Exactly. It's like, I don't know where I got it. Uh, it was in my regular house, but it didn't fit. So it, It's a vibe, though. It's a vibe, exactly. This is like a man cave. It, it is. Yes, it is a little bit, but not with douchey things that, you know, I like mean. Like a pinball machine? Right. Like, <laughs> like, like shit that like that. Pinball machine. Like pinball. Is that like the corniest thing? I don't, I don't know, man. What a man cave, like, what would a man cave have? Like, well, a, I, I feel a bunch like of a man cave is is something that you have when you're married. It's a, this is not a man cave because I'm not married. I, I don't think if you're unmarried, you can have a cave. You don't need a cave. Right. Men <laughs> need, a, they need a cave to repair to. You know, I mean, this is, you know, I'm not trying to put marriage down. It's, uh, are you married? You know. I plan on getting married one day. You do? How, 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 how like how soon? Man, first off, I don't know how soon, but I plan on dropping my first kid at 30. Really? Yeah. And you want to be married when you have the child? Oh, hell yeah. Right. Well, lots, many, many people do not think marriage is a prerequisite for marriage at all, uh, for having kids at all. I made my mind up. I'm 27. I'm like, well, as soon as I hit 30, my life is already pretty much chill. So you only have... Drop a kid. <clears throat> so you only have three uh, uh, years left to sport fuck? The sport fuck? I'm well, sport fucking my wife. <laughs> you know oh, you're that? married. Not married, but I'm, sp I'm sport fucking oh, I my see. girl. You're, you're like, here with someone who you're going to marry. Yeah. Does she know that? Oh, she knows. That you're going to get married. Yeah, to her? No, but, but you've proposed to her. Not yet. <laughs> what, what if she watches this and this is where she fears the proposal? What a, what a Well, she gonna know. She gonna be like, damn. Uh, I can say, hey, I'm gonna propose to you. She just don't know when. It's gonna uh, be random. I, like she gonna be like, you're well, gonna perfect. propose to me at 30. Maybe not. I may I just drop the kid at 30. Right. Maybe 35, I'll do it. You know what right. I'm saying? Maybe 32. Who knows? And how many kids do you think would be ideal for you to have? Four. Four. No, nah, I'm just kidding. I'll have three kids because I know that one kid, that first kid, I'm gonna fuck up. That second kid, I'm gonna be, all right, I'm gonna be like, all right, I'm, I'm getting the hang of it. That third kid is gonna be like, nigga, save this marriage. Like that's like, it's <laughs> like that third kid is like, you my ace in the hole. By the time if I have a fourth kid, I'm gonna be like, nigga, we know this. I I, I find it so funny that when you said four kids and you're like, no, that's just a joke. I'm getting four. How ridiculous. Three. <laughs> you just took it down. I'm, just, I'm just saying, like that first one. I know I'm, I don't. I don't want to well, wish that. I'm just like, damn. I got to be a model parent so my first kid can know, like, all right, <clears throat> this is who I got to be after or do better than. You seem very together. I am not worried one second about you as a parent. You're very mature. I can read it on you. And just listening to you for the last half hour. I don't think you're going to have any problem. You're not going to fuck up your first child. Let me tell you something. I've never been a parent, of course, and thank, thank you, Jesus, for that. Mm. But, uh, <clears throat> uh, you know, 
every person I know who is a parent, they all have some version of saying, um, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing and thought I was the only one. And then I found out from other parents, none of us know what we're doing. Yeah, I heard about that too. (laughs) You heard about that. We just are making it up as you go along. And that's, that's what it is. I mean, that's what life is in general. I mean, you're just making it up as you go along. But even with children, yes, it, you think you should have it all planned and you should know what's going on. You know how to do it and how to handle this. And you don't. You just got to, you know, some some of it is just having giving hostages to fortune. You just don't know how it's going to come out. You can have you can be a very good parent and have ne'er-do-well kids. I had uh, cousins. They weren't really cousins, but they called them cousins. They were family, but more distant than that. Anyway, they were around when I was a kid, like at Christmas. And they had the sweetest parents, I thought. They seemed to be a diminutive, (laughs) kind couple. And both these kids turned out to be just... Shitty? Very shitty. One was dead before 40. Oh, my God. Like he had a, a rap sheet as long as your arm and, you know, heroin and died, I think... No uh, arm, heroin, just... No, it wasn't the heroin. Ahead. He was you said drunk. he had a rap sheet long as my arm, and then you tie in heroin, and just like... Oh, and heroin. Wow. Yeah. Just, just stealing like, wow. cars, and, you know, and these are Jewish kids in Bergenfield, New Jersey. You know, it wasn't exactly the... I mean, it wasn't a great town, but it was fucking suburban New Jersey in the 60s. Mm. It wasn't hard to get out of. Uh, they just were rotten. <laughs> the other one was not rotten, but he was also a heroin addict and then a methadone addict for the rest of his life. How did they get hooked on this shit? I don't see how people could do well, heroin. I don't. I don't get it. Heroin. Heroin. I, I just I, don't I, get I'm, it. No, I'm not um, a heroin <laughs> user myself. I never really uh, wanted to. Say, I've heard people describe it in terms that were so um, over the top, like it's. The best orgasm you've ever had times a thousand. Oh, please. This is like <laughs> fucking <laughs> stupid. The best orgasm you have. Just take this needle. Like, fuck out of here, man. Well, you don't know. You don't know. I don't know. And I'm not willing to try. And I'm not either. I'm, I'm good. I'm good, too. People try to tell me about cocaine. I was like, nope. I don't play with Never even fucked with cocaine? Never. You are a not straight a arrow. Life. Weed, acid, shrooms, Definitely. Weed, acid, shrooms. Yeah. Definitely did those in my life. Right. Yeah? Mm. No. Good. Okay. But not as a regular thing, obviously. Not not a regular thing. Mm. Plus, when you don't smoke weed for a long time, and you start getting, like, and you smoke it again, you get paranoid. I don't... Someday, when I light, when I smoke one again, I know it's going to work good. Because these club cigarettes are just not doing it for me. Mm. But (laughs) Club Random is brought to you by the audio marketing gurus at Radioactive Media. If you're responsible for marketing your company nationally, how are you growing your business? Don't just use Google and social media when you can harness the power of audio and video and partner with shows like mine and enjoy lower CPMs and elevate your brand. Radioactive Media creates campaigns airing nationally on podcast, terrestrial, satellite, and streaming radio. They can create a customizable campaign for your company's needs, just like they've done for hundreds of successful businesses, including ones you've seen here, like Signal Wire, Heat Holders, and Wine Enthusiast. Radioactive Media is very hands-on, and they craft the message and track the results using their unique set of analytical tools, ensuring you're on course to generate an ROI as high as 5 to 1. By the way, ROI is finance nerd speak for lots of money. Radioactive is also the first in their field to utilize the power of text messaging. They can show you how to generate up to nine times more leads. Radioactive Media believes so much in the power of audio marketing, they put their money where their mouths are by using it themselves, right here, right now. For a limited time, receive a $1,000 credit towards your first campaign by going to RadioactiveMedia.com or text the word RANDOM to 511-511. Discover how audio marketing can surpass your current strategy 
strategies with new and innovative ways that sound better. Go to RadioactiveMedia.com or text RANDOM to 511-511. Text RANDOM to 511-511 today. Terms, conditions, message, and data rates may apply. Did you know HBO Max had podcasts? I'm on my podcast talking about the podcast on my network. (laughs) Is this what Zuckerberg means by meta? Now go even deeper inside your favorite shows with audio companions to some of the most groundbreaking and award-winning shows on television. The Last of Us is an original series from HBO based on the critically acclaimed video game of the same name. And every week you can join Troy Baker, who plays Joel in the video game, as he breaks down episodes of the TV series with showrunners Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann. Together they dive into key moments from the series and video game and reveal behind the scenes from the making of the series with stars Pedro Pascal, Bella Ramsey, and more. Stream The Last of Us on HBO Max and check out HBO's The Last of Us podcast on HBO Max and wherever you get your podcasts. Now, I think you should be my mentor, really. Uh, nah, I still uh, got shit I got to work out, too. I'm just kidding. You know? But I'm just saying, you're uh, 27 is the age I was when I moved out here to California. Hmm. And, uh, I mean, I didn't know shit from Shinola. I didn't know how to wind my wristwatch. Um, when I look back at 27 and of course I was not, um, like you are, I think it's, it's a grounding force when you have a permanent relationship with it like that in your life. And you're looking ahead to your, you're talking about kids, a family. I mean, all that stuff focuses the mind and makes you sort of grow up and mature. Right. Really. I mean, I mean, when you have a kid, I was, when I was, younger and you know a uh, uh, gay blade around town uh, uh, squiring different ladies <laughs> up the look on your face because <laughs> i've been there Definitely right been there but i i remember really enjoying the company of uh young single moms oh Be- <laughs> So you was milfing it up just no <laughs> milfing no they weren't they just, weren't milf it's just milfing they weren't it milfs. up they were like 22 that's they, milfing it up, pimp. But that's... <laughs> yeah, you're milfing it up. I thought a milf was older. Yeah, maybe it is. I thought a cougar was older. Well, you're right, because milf just means a mother I'd like to fuck. Yeah. Just... Right. But because, like, often, I mean, if a girl is young like that, they're very often kind of ditzy, you know? So they're, you know, they're pretty, and, you know, there's all that, that quality of youthfulness that's so attractive. But, you know... You're pain in the ass, ditzy, forgetful, that kind of stuff that goes with being that age. Mm. But if they were a single mom, you know, having a kid just slaps the snot out of you. You know, it just makes you focus and be the parent, a parent and just more responsible and more. It make, makes you, you add 10 years of growing up in two. So instead of a, a ditzy bird, you know, they would be <laughs> slightly just like <laughs> smarter and it's just like because they gotta they gotta maneuver. Right, They're like damn, I'm still growing up, but yeah. I gotta help this person grow up, and I'm barely grown yet. Exactly. So they have to be a little bit smarter, and they'd understand things like clocks and time and getting uh, places on time, getting to yeah. a job. Provided. Yes, and you know, you wouldn't. You know, I mean, I'm sure in your Youthful days also, you were sometimes misled by the more base instincts in your maleness flowing through you. And you were with someone who, like, yes, there were reasons why you were with her, but Jesus Christ, you wouldn't want to get stuck in an airport with her, you know? Oh, man. Or on a long trip. Or, you know, so... Well, I only had like one real relationship before the one I'm in now. So that but then that was like we like I just know all the wrong things I was doing in that relationship and which pretty much helped me in this. So you only have one. What are you, a Mormon? No, I'm not a Mormon, bro. (laughs) It's like just fucking with you. It's like, nah, I just know the shit I was doing. It's just like, okay, when it comes down to real love, like like girlfriends, I have. There's my current relationship that I'm in now, and the one before that, I was in a relationship for like two years. Right. This one I'm in is like five, been five years already. So, but in between and before that, I was fucking around. Right. So, that's that's pretty much where I was yeah, at. So you me. sold your wild oats. 
I'm sure you're very attractive to the distaff side of life. I mean, yeah, I mean. I'm sure, yes. But it's just like now, it's just like, dude, it's, it's empty. You know what I'm saying? It's not really as much. It's not really like, it's like, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. but am I going to talk to this person? Right. Am I going to really like like this person? Yeah, I, I'm totally with you on that. I, I mean, it came to me later in life. But the idea of being with someone who you don't like, even if they're the most physically, sexually attractive person in the world, is a complete non-starter. I mean, getting laid is fantastic. We all would agree with that. But peace of mind, priceless. And not enduring anything that really tries your patience. Right. And, you know, again, we've all been there. where We were like, you know, basically holding women's purses, I mean, metaphorically, although sometimes literally, because we just were wanting to get the pussy at the end of the night. Yeah. And it's a kind of a pathetic... It's, you know, it's it, fucked up. Cause it's, yeah, it's weak. You know, is that... It's like, one, it'll do, like, what's more pathetic is just like, okay, you got us being like, oh, we pretend to care just to get the pussy for that one time, and then we just be like, oh, right. I don't like you like that. That's fucked up. That's fucked like, yes. And most men do it, including myself. I right. did it before. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Another thing, which is pretty weird, is like, say you have a whole bunch of friends, right? You have a whole bunch of, like, homies that you, like, or friends with. You, you be like, damn, that girl fine. fine. Everybody looks at the girl and be like, damn, that girl fine over there, right? Mm-hmm. And you be like, I bet you I could get her. And then you get her, but you're not getting her because you like her. You getting her because you're trying to prove to another man that you could get this woman. You mean that really goes on? That actually happens, yes. Because I've seen it in a lot of movies. No, that actually happens. I in thought, real life. Like, I thought it was... like, man, man, you ain't going to get her. This, that, and the third. And then you get her, you better, you lay with her and stuff like that. Y'all you talk. lay with her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what are we in the Bible? You, you lay with her. You, know, you have intercourse with her, you get into entanglement, whatever. And you have um, its children you know, b- born forth. Not even yes. have the children. You just yes. get it and then it's just like. So you, boom. okay, you, you lay with her, you begat a son. But the point is, the point is, it's like just as disgusting how it is like with men doing all this nice stuff just to get to that moment right. of where we could get no. what we want and they become distant. Right. It's the same thing when it comes down to like, all right, you know, you bet you get this girl, you you know, you get her, you talk to her, this, that, and third, y'all have sex, whatever, but now you don't talk to her because you only did that just to prove to your friends. That is equally as disgusting. That is Probably the, more disgusting than what we was already no, that talking is, about. No, that is really disgusting. And again, uh, my na- naivete, but I thought that really only happened in movies. It happens no, in a lot of movies, and I, I don't remember ever, I certainly never had the confidence to be the guy to say, I'm going to get this one. That was definitely not me. But I don't even remember other guys doing that. Um, but it's not like a physical bet. It's just no, like, I, I... You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's mean, it's guys just, actually just, laying down the money crazy, and like, collecting... When, <laughs> like in a like, cockfight, they're collecting remember, the bills. <laughs> I remember a um, long time ago when I was like, what, 20, 21? Like, it was a girl that me... Well, it was a girl that my homeboy liked and my homegirl liked. It was just like it was just crazy, right. and then he was like, "Man, I bet you I'll get her." Nah, man, I bet you I'll get her. At the end of the day, she ends up having sex with me. So it's just like, how much did you win? Huh? I didn't win. Nothing. <laughs> I, I didn't know, even I'm, bet. I'm like fucking... I wasn't even thinking about it like that. And then I'm just I thinking to myself, like, if I ended up getting it, then that just pretty much but ends the whole thing. You see, it happens a lot. <laughs> not to beat this to death, but it happens a lot in movies. Because it's the perfect foil for what happens at the one hour and five minute mark of every rom-com, which is there has to be this moment where they have a falling out. They meet cute, uh, then they're, you know, they don't like each other, and then they fall in love, and then it looks like it's all going well, and then she finds out that you, (laughs) what, the night we met, you were winning a bet, and then I can't trust you ever again. You know, that's actually a plot for a movie. Every movie is what I'm telling you. it was one with, what's that dude, Dane Cook? Every movie. I think they was working on a supermarket. Uh, there are better ones shit. than movies with Dane Cook that have that plot in it. I'm telling you, it is a, 
And that is the perfect thing for the woman to discover at the 105 mark. And, and then he has to get her back. And then there's a thing where she's at the airport and he's getting to the airport, you know, and everyone's helping him because he's in love. And, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, you don't want to go there. But yeah. I agree with you. It's a disgusting, it's very that, disgusting. That is a very disgusting thing. And it's also kind of gross, not disgusting like that on such a hor- horrible moral level, but to be doing things, any kind of things, uh, like I said, holding the purse, just... That's just a form of manipulation, right? When you well, say I'm just saying the woman can make you do anything because she knows that you want to get the pussy. The pussy got power. The, the power of the P-U-S-S-Y. There's no power of the dick. There is no power of the dick. you know that song? The power of the P-S-Y? The power of the P-U-S-S-Y. It's on the Jay-Z and... Don't say R. Kelly. R. Kelly. No, didn't listen to it. Why? It's R. Kelly. Come on, man. I'm not trying to hear about golden showers. Like. You kids. Look, I'm don't get me wrong. I love, I believe I can fly. But after seeing Surviving R. Kelly, I can't. No. I can't do it. And you can't separate the art from the art. You know what's crazy? We, I tried it. I tried to separate the art from it, but it just constantly in my head, like, bro, you, yeah. come on. That's Maybe that's where our generations are different. But to me, the music didn't rape anybody. And don't don't get me wrong. Like, but he did. It's just the fact he that. He did, right. It's just the fact that. If you throw out every, what about Michael Jackson? Can you listen to him? Because he fucked little allegedly. boys. Not allegedly. Allegedly. Not allegedly. Was that? If you have to be way, way naive. Even Oprah has signed off on this. It, it, you have to be way so naive Michael to Jackson think. Michael Jackson smashed little boys. You, yes. I hate to tell you. But he had, he did worse. Don't, don't do that to me, dog. See, you believe what Nigga you want. Love to... Michael Jackson, yeah, dog. Okay. Like, see, don't do see, that. To so me, so man. obviously your morals on this are flexible. It, uh, R. Kelly not that important musically. Michael Jackson is. So I'm just. I not love gonna... R. Kelly's music, but okay. it's just like when you hear something like AJ nothing but a number, and you know he wrote it. It's kind of weird, right? It is very weird, but then it should be for Michael Jackson too. But did Michael Jackson make a song about touching little boys? Like, uh, oh, I see. The, you're, you're saying the song itself. Has to, Think about it. My mind's uh, telling me no, but my body's telling me yes. Like, yeah, come you know, on. He, right. Exactly. I like, see. I see what you're saying. You see you're, what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I, like, that's I'm not saying those are bad records. No, no. I'm just saying, like, right. with the shit that went down, I, and then with the that is a very interesting nuance in that argument. You're saying, I, I, I get it now. You're saying. When the when the song itself reminds you of the crime, then it's harder to separate them. And you're right, Michael Jackson. Yeah, there's nothing. I like, mean, is there really, a proof that Michael Jackson did it? Oh, stop! It's just. Wait, is it proof? No. Do I have the little boy's underwear? No, I don't. <laughs> but I'll tell you this. <laughs> oh my Jesus! You know why Michael Jackson liked shopping at Walmart? Because boys' pants were half off. <laughs> I thought I'd bring that one back from the, ar- oh from the archives of 1997. You know, uh, oh, man. But, uh, no, I, I, that's an interesting point you make. That Yes, you're right. It, it is harder when uh, you, you think of it from the lyrics. But I'll tell you this. Michael Jackson, he was subtly fighting back by at the very moment he was in on trial for the child molestation the first time in the night i think 97 or maybe it was even before that he released an album called history which is a lot of old stuff but he also put some new stuff on that and he recorded charlie chaplin's theme song which is called smile Hmm. you may have heard it it's a lot of current artists do it Smile, though your heart is aching. Nothing? I heard about it, I heard about it but Smile. didn't really pay attention. Yeah, okay. You know, so I'm, this was Charlie Chaplin, one of the most famous child molesters. You Charlie know. Chaplin? Charlie Chaplin, yes. I mean, The guy it was, who influenced Jackie Chan? Charlie Chaplin? Jackie Chan. Uh, Jackie Chan, I, I don't know what he got from Chaplin. He, he certainly the not, comedy, uh, like the way they do the stunts and stuff Charlie like that. Charlie Chaplin was the biggest star of the silent film era. Yeah. Yeah. You know, all those things that he was doing, like, you know, with the bus, and he'll be like, 
going like this and the bus roll over. Jackie Chan got that from Charlie Chaplin. Oh, that's so interesting because I don't know that much about Jackie Chan. I thought he was just a martial arts. Jackie Chan does martial arts, but he mixed it and took what Charlie Chaplin was doing and put it together. That's why when he be fighting and it looks so funny, like with the chairs and stuff like that. That is, oh, I'm so glad you told me that. That's so interesting. Damn, he was a child molester? Charlie, <laughs> Charlie Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin. Well, see, of course, in that era, they didn't even consider it a crime. So, uh, but yes, he was always with very, very, very young girls. I think he married some of them. But yes, I mean, he's well known for this. So, for Michael Jackson to record his theme song at the moment he's on trial for child molestation was, mm. to say the the least, a curious choice. But I always read it as a kind of a fuck you. I'm, I mean, I think Michael, whatever was going on in his head he was a little gone by that time but i mean yes it's unfortunate and honestly the worst thing about mike what michael jackson did if you watch this documentary wasn't even the physical part i don't know what sort of physical things were going on we weren't in the bedroom it may not have been a lot of actual penetration it may have been a lot of grabby grabby under the covers whatever it was it was super inappropriate mm. you don't do that with well, a children. child it was it was sexual with children but, what i'm well, trying but, to figure out is who allowed their kid to li- stay with michael well, jackson that's a big big part of the documentary which is an indictment as it should be, of parents and what star fuckers they are and how much they will put their, pimp out their own children to get near stardom. Same with R. Kelly, if you think about it. Correct. Who will allow you to, oh, he's R. Kelly. He's he's trustworthy. You're right. Like, come on, man. Right. Parents slept in the bedroom next door to Michael Jackson in hotels with their kid in his bed. Because it was- What kind of shit is that? Exactly. What kind of shit is that? But what I thought was the worst thing Michael Jackson did was that he would, he would, ba- he was basically a serial dater the way Leonardo DiCaprio was with supermodels for many years. Uh, he seems to be with one person now for quite a while, but for years, I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio would be with one supermodel after another, like, like clockwork every six months. Mm-hmm. Michael Jackson did that with children. Oh my God. Who, I mean, there's a, brings you to tears scene where this kid, he, it's one of the main uh, witnesses there in the documentary, and I think he was from Australia, and Michael met him, and, you know, calling every night across the continents and, like, visiting, and he's on tour with him, and then brings... He's bringing the, kids on tour with him? Oh, yeah. Brings the kid over from Australia, but between the time he invited him and the time the kid got over, Michael had met someone new, another, like, eight-year-old, and so the kid comes over from Australia and he's there, but Michael's now, they're not, he's not sharing jokes with this kid. He's got the new kid. It would be like making so, you see your, your ex, you know, having to see you with a new girl. And, mm. But to do it so, to a child. So basically what you're trying to tell me, moral of the story is if I'm going not listening to R. Kelly, I shouldn't listen to Michael Jackson either. I think you should listen to both of them. I do. I don't give a shit what they did. Beat I'm, It is I'm a great saying. record, and I'm going to play it forever. And I'm also going to play Ignition, and I'm also going to play Power of the P-U-S-S-Y. <laughs> oh, my God. But it's just like... It's Jay-Z. But it's just like, we tried to... You know what's crazy? We, like, my cousin does karaoke at my house, right? So... All of us, we was like going through stuff. You know, we playing Linkin Park and all these different bands and doing karaoke. Right. We pull up, um, I Believe I Can Fly by R. Kelly. My girl's like, turn that shit off. Like, just turn it off. And then we're all still singing it. It's, I mean, I'm like, bro, they played this at my graduation. Like, I, I can't believe of all the hard songs that R. Kelly has put out, that's the one you like? You don't, you never seen no, Space I, Jam? I, I Have like you ever it. seen Space Jam? I, no. You never seen Space Jam with Michael Jordan. I, <laughs> but with Dan, Looney Tunes and Michael Jordan. No, I've never seen it. Ever. That. No, never. I would have remembered. You gotta watch that movie. Um on You're your, gonna say no. I'm you're on your recommendation. Oh, my recommendation, I it's will, a good movie. I promise. You uh, like Bugs Bunny? No. Okay, I don't you don't like, like cartoons. No, I do not. You hate cartoons. I'm telling you, you're <laughs> You hate cartoons. You're, are you a cartoon hater? Like, I am not a hater, but even as a child, I did not. You were uh, not fond of cartoon. Them. What? You weren't fond of car- cartoons. And still, at all. I'm not, except for Family Guy. Oh wait, hold up, hold, hold up. Flag on the plate. Time out. You know what I'm saying? Family Guy. You could watch Family Guy, but you can't watch Looney Tunes. 
Well, I think they're very different. They are. I mean, Family Guy, I'm not saying it's bad. I like Family Guy, too. I couldn't. I'm saying as a child, like, my friends make fun of me because I don't know basic things that everyone else knows about cartoons. Like, you could test me. Name some hey, Ask, ask me it. about some cartoon, and I'll tell you. I'll be honest if I know like who they are. And Duck what, Dodgers. Who? Okay, there you go. With you Duck. Duck Duck is, is Daffy Duck. As I, okay, I'm not sure who Daffy Duck is. I think you don't da- know who Daffy Duck is. Let me Do think. You know who Let me Duck think. Is? Oh shit. Let me think. Oh, Daffy shit. Duck is Donald Duck's wife. Yes. Huh? Donald Duck's wife is Daffy Duck. No. No. no they're two different people. Well, of course. Daffy Duck is black. What? Donald Duck is white. Daffy Duck is WB. Donald Duck is Disney. Well, Daffy Duck could be married to Donald Duck. No. A, a mixed race I think couple like Daisy in every Duck? commercial. I don't know. Like, I think Daisy Duck is the... the um, okay. Just like how Mickey Mouse has me. So, so they're not even related, these two ducks? No. No, they don't even know, know each other. The two ducks are not related. The only time you see them interact with each other was on Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Never saw that. You never seen that movie either? Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, Lord, Jesus. I'm oh, so disappointed, dude. dude. I'm disappointed, man. Well, I mean, I understand. Know. You don't, you know, you don't, you don't I watch could, cartoons. It's yeah. good. It's like. I could name like, some amazing movies that you should have seen. Okay, test me. Three Days of the Condor. Never seen it. There you go. So, and I'm not disappointed. It's like, you'll get to it. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, like. This is what life Looney is. Looney Tunes was before my to, time. You, you talk know? to new people. And maybe you get some new input and All learn right, some give, new things. Give me some I new will, movies. So who? What's the one I'm supposed to watch? That's oh, Space Jam. Space Jam. But you don't like cartoons, so I'm not even going to let you watch it. Just, just you know, I'll I will find a moment where it is appropriate. Now, I'm not going to promise you that if I'm miserable for the first 28 minutes, that I'm going to finish it. Okay. Because I don't think it's going to get different. I'm just saying, at least try right. it. It's kind of like a I free sample in the mall. Like I just will, try the shit. I will if, try. If, it. if you don't like it. Just say, fuck this, and then you just go that's to the next exactly counter of free what, samples. That's exactly what I'm going to do. You like Family Guy. That's pretty good. Yeah, but that's so different. I mean, it, it's a cartoon, but it's written for adults. And it's also... Do so you of, like American Dad? Well, one of my best friends is Seth, Seth who, McFarlane. who runs it. I, I have a, a prop here from a movie I did with him here at Club Random. Um, Was it Ted? No, it was uh, Once Upon a Time in the West. Oh, yeah. I like that movie, too. Oh, good. That was a good one. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that show just tickles me and still, I think, is such great satire. You can get away with things in cartoons that you, that you can't live action. Many is the night I wish I Wait, could turn I myself. Wait, I've seen that episode you were in. That's when Brian wrote that book in a day. Correct. I know what episode. I I'm watch a, cartoons. I'm in, a few, I'm in a few episodes, but you're right. There's a whole one that it takes place on the, on the set of uh, Real Time. That's so funny. I forgot about that. That's right. Brian, Brian wrote that yeah. book. And the cartoons, yeah, I'm I'm live action and they're cartoony. It's uh It was funny as hell. But what were we talking about? Oh, about we talk, disgusting talk. things men do. And I just wanted to say that it's I I this thing about doing things just to get laid, it's so weak. Not weak like slapping a guy because it's your wife like, gave you a dirty look. It, That's super weak. It's just but like, fucking weak. It's just like, come on, man, you got to do all that just to get this right. One thing. And it's, to think that, like, to to make your wife not mad at you, you have to get up in front of a billion people and slap a beloved comedian who you should be friends with, and I'm sure, I'm sure they were friends. They were friends, it, it, and they'll it probably sucks. be friends again. He already apologized. Yeah, but that was over Instagram, man. If you were mad, that doesn't like, count. Hell no, fuck no. Like, mm. I would much rather somebody tell, tell me to my face, like, "Yo, tell me about I am this. so sorry that I did that. That was wrong on me." If you told me that in person, like, you know what I'm saying, just pretty much put it in person. Yeah, you did it on Instagram to clean it up. Like, I commend you for that, but you gotta actually a phone so, call, or you know what I'm saying, not even a me. text. Tell me of your millennial mores. It's just the apology over Instagram. This does not constitute a real apology in your millennial. No, I would much rather talk to the person and apologize to them okay. because at least you know it came from me you know, instead of me just like that's oh, what I'm we, texting it out. That's what I would call old school. That's like what I believe. Of course, I'm not even on Instagram, or maybe I am, but. Not real. I mean, not, not really. Somebody's managing it for you, right? 
no, I'm probably not supposed to say that. It's me. <laughs> I want it all the time, Dentel. Are you kidding? I got to go check it right now. Oh, my God. Uh, no, I mean, I don't know. But, you know, to do things virtually, I mean, you've got the right idea, my friend. You, important things you just do not do virtually. You have to look people in the eye. I mean, and look at this. That you're shooting them straight. We didn't, let's be honest, we didn't know each other from Adam at when, all. when we walked when we both met here at Club Random tonight, right? Right. I mean, honestly, you don't know my work. I don't know yours. Now we're going to find out, maybe. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to watch each other's movies. Do you know? I, wa- like, I, mean, I didn't I know watch, all about um, your personal life. You, uh, you proposed to your wife on my show. One day. Uh, which is pretty amazing, since we only knew each other a half hour at the time. Uh Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. About no, 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 no. <laughs> I know, I, I, know I would. I, I mean, could, but it's you know, I never seen goddamn clogged cigarettes. I never seen politically incorrect. Right? No, real. you weren't even born. And I know about the HBO show, but I was just like, yeah. damn, he's about to get into politics. Fuck that. I'm just over it. Nope. No, I was just like. But uh-uh. see, as you get older and you get kids, you're going to have these kids. I know you're going to drop one before thirty. Right? No, I'm dropping one at 30. And then you're like, going to drop. Boom! I'm going to okay. be like, hey, and drop then, them draws. We about to get out. Boy, does this girl know she's on such a schedule? <laughs> she's like, honey, come on. It's like, it's like no, on. I'm saying I'm doing it. I'm yeah, doing it. Okay. So once I make my but, mind but, up, know, I'm just like, I'm no, you, we're doing this. You're, gonna go, you're going through the same progression that is the normal thing in American life. As you like have kids, then you house, mortgage, taxes. You want to know about your kid's future you will get more into politics because you'll care more about who runs this country and what they're saying and who really is caring about what you care about and the issues and taking care of things. And you right. won't just, you won't just like, oh, I can tune it all out. Yeah, you can do that when you're young. People tend to like to, you know, and when you do, you'll come here because at least I make it funny and I tell you what's what. And it is what it that's is. Why. All right. It's great to meet you. Great to meet you too. Yeah. We'll do it again. And you'll come here when... Uh, we're not like on camera. We're gonna just have a party. Oh hell yeah! Bring your girl. Yo, my girl. Oh, speaking of which, I gotta do this on camera. My girl loves you. By the way, she <laughs> fucking loves you. <laughs> she was like, soon as I, soon as I was, I was taking a nap today, and then she was like, "Yo, you gotta go to the interview." Like, who's interviewing me? I was like, "Um, I'm doing an interview with Bill Maher." She was like, "Bill Maher." Bill motherfucking Mario. I was just like, oh. damn, motherfucker. Like, Boy, are you serious? Talk about burying the lead. You saved the best for last. Well, you have got to marry this girl yesterday. Obviously, oh, you are with such a brilliant girl, smarter than you. Oh, whoa, and, whoa, hey. All right, whatever. Right? <laughs> wait, wait. When a guy says your girl is smarter than you and she's going to see it, you better say yes. Yes, you're smarter than me. Or, now, you're, or you're going to get slapped. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, but the thing is, I'm going to get smacked. But it yeah. won't be on the Oscars or the Grammys no, or the Emmys or whatever it right. means. Bring her by. I would love to meet her. Oh, yeah. All right. I can tell her to come through now. Oh, she here? No, hell no. Was oh. <laughs> <laughs> that fun? Yeah, this is good. That wasn't a real interview. Uh-huh. I would hardly call that an interview. That wasn't. It was just no, us talking. Exactly. <laughs>